Daniel Alves has seen it all, done it all. He has won league titles in three countries, picked up nine cups, conquered Europe with his club and South America with his country. He has 41 major honors to his name, officially making him the most decorated player in history. But still, when Andre Jardim asked him to take on one last job, his eyes lit up Jardim, the manager of Brazil's Olympic men's football team, had framed his pitch smartly. There was, he told Alves, still one thing missing from his career. For all that he had achieved, he had never been to an Olympic Games, much less won a medal. Let's complete your resume, Jardine said. At 38, entering a third decade as a professional. Alves could not resist the appeal, for Jardine, only three years older than the player. He has appointed as captain for Brazil's campaign in Tokyo, is obvious. Men's football at the Olympics is, essentially, an under-23 affair, a majority of each team's squad in Japan can have been born no earlier than January 1, 1997. But there are spaces reserved for three overage players Jardim have been considering. How best to fill those spots on Brazil's roster, when it emerged that injury would rule Alves out of the Copa America. Here, he felt, was the chance to draft a figure who is respected by all Brazilian players, a leader, a winner, a player not only with lots of charisma, but with a wealth of experience to help guide his younger teammates. It was too good an opportunity to pass up. If anything, it felt like a sign. The universe wanted it this way, Jardine said it is easy to understand. Why it struck such a chord with Alves too. Challenges like this really motivate me, he said. The Olympics are magical, you get emotional thinking about them. To represent my country, my people, in a competition. As important as the Olympics is really really incredible and yet. Setting aside the warming, rosy glow of the idea of Alves is adding, yet another trophy to his personal palmers, all in the name of defending his country's honor. His presence at the tournament does not necessarily feed into the idea that men's football at the Olympics is especially important at all that is not to question. His motives, Alves is in Tokyo to perform and to win. His ultimate ambition, he has said, is to compete for Brazil in the World Cup next summer. Only injury denied him a place in tight squad for the Copa America this summer. This is a chance for him to stake a claim, to prove he can still cut it, when surrounded by players a decade and a half his junior. He is not, by any stretch of the imagination. Just along for the ride but the side of Alves, one of the finest players of his generation. In a cobble together under 23 team, serves to highlight the inescapable sense, that Olympic men's football is something of a novelty act, simultaneously a major international tournament and an inconvenient afterthought, an honor with no clear meaning. A trophy with an asterisk a glance at the other overage players. Joining Alves in Tokyo illustrates the issue. New Zealand has selected arguably its best player, in the burly shape of the Burnley striker Chris Wood, to give it the best chance of securing a medal. France, on the other hand, has chosen André Pierre Gignac and Florian Thauvin, currently playing for Tigers, in Mexico, and the Montpellier midfielder T.G. Savonier, none of whom might be regarded as their country's best player Argentina and Romania. Meanwhile, have named only one overage player each. One is a goalkeeper, and the other is a defender who does not currently have a club. Neither country has been tempted to send anyone who might count as a star. Or, rather, neither has been able to, because clubs are not mandated to release their players for the Olympics, because the games do not feature on men's football's official sanctioned calendar despite that. Spain seems to be taking the whole thing seriously, a clutch of players fresh from the semi-finals of Euro 2020 have traveled to Japan, including Pau Torres, Dani Olmo and Pedri. Germany's 22-man delegation, on the other hand, contains not a single player knocked out of the European Championship in the round of 16 all of the players in Japan will 
of course, regard being at an Olympics, even in Tokyo's diminished circumstances, as a rare privilege. Those who have competed in previous games, even established stars of Europe's major leagues, have been awed by the atmosphere, and, to an extent, the abandon, of the athlete's village, starstruck by their sudden proximity. To the biggest names in track and field, but exactly. What success or failure, means in a football sense is less obvious. It is only a few weeks since Lionel Messi was celebrating winning his first major international honor with Argentina at the Copa America. At last, Messi had ended, not only his long way to achieve something with his country, but Argentina's restless purgatory in the international wilderness. It was, all the story said, the nation's first major trophy since 1993 except, of course, that it wasn't. Argentina won gold in the Olympics in both 2004 and 2008. Messi was part of the latter team. That neither was mentioned highlighted the stark, and perhaps unfair, truth about Olympic men's football, ultimately it does not count, not really, not properly. It exists in an uneasy, liminal sort of zone, somewhere between a youth competition and an adult one, between authentic endorsements in the women's game. Of course, that is not the case. Or, at least, it has not traditionally been the case. The Olympics have at times been the most high-profile event in the women's calendar. The grandest stage that the game could offer when Abby Wambach, the former U.S. striker, released a book on leadership in 2019, she was trailed on the front cover not as a World Cup winner, but as a two-time Olympic gold medalist. To some extent, that may have been an attempt to market her work to a non-football-specific audience, of course, but still, the choice of honor felt significant the team, the, the United States sent for its opening game of the Olympic tournament on Wednesday, a 3-0 defeat to Sweden, in which Megan Rapinoe suggested that the team had done some dumb things. Contained only two changes from the side that started the World Cup final two years ago. So many of the biggest names in the women's game are in Tokyo. In fact, that the tournament has the air of an all-star competition the temptation is to believe. That the event status will wane as the World Cup continues to grow, that the adage that the Olympics is the pinnacle for sports that do not have one of their own will hold that no sport, ultimately, can have two pinnacles that is not necessarily true. Golf and tennis have both embraced their relatively new status as Olympic disciplines. Winning gold at the Olympics, competing at the Olympics, always means something. What it means, though, how much it means is not fixed. Alves sees it as a step on a journey. Messi saw it as a road to nowhere. Rapinoe may well see it as a destination in itself. But all of that can change. The value of gold, after all, can rise and fall. Remember to follow Golia by hitting the follow button and slapping a five-star review on the show or tapping the love icon. Let's get to 1 million followers and tune in daily for new episodes.